welcome to the Undercover Angel Podcast. Thanks for listening. Moving right along with our discussion, or my skate skateboarding monologue, my skateboarding soliloquy, my skateboarding footnote. So it's just this amazing, amazing, deeply meaningful scene to be a part of. This skateboarding thing was elite. It was like this thing for people who are way cooler than the, than the cool kids could ever imagine being. It was this secret little subculture, and there were punk rock girls and skater girls, and it was punk rock music, and there were older kids, and the, older, the oldest kid was like 20, and he seemed, he may as well have been 65 to me. That was like 13, and, and there's these learning of tricks, and I used to go to this place in Milwaukee called The Turf, which was the last of the great concrete parks that remained. I believe any, I believe in the entire country, I could be wrong, but it was going there was like, we would wake up on mornings when one of our parents was going to drive us to the turf and I would be salivating because it was just, it was the the three hour session was just going to fly by and I would skate nonstop for three hours in these pools. And it was just so fun. And the music would echo inside of the garage that the turf was in. It was like this garage, this big garage in Milwaukee. And and the music would have this echo, and it was just amazing. And I will never forget that time in my life. There are no drugs. And I'm just starting to discover who I truly am. Like this was the first, this was like my first experience of in is individuation. I think that's a word where I'm really starting to individualize and discover who I truly am right at this, you know, this formative age, 13 years old, 14 years old. And like there were the, the kids I had at school, my friends in junior high, and then there were the skating friends and they were like totally different because the skating friends would involve people from the skate scene would had kid, all the skaters from the different schools would sort of come together at this place, Hawthorne that I talked about before. And, and to the half pipe, to the ramp that was built in the, the, the ramp in the kid's backyard in Wheaton and the kid in Wheaton, he was like 18 and he would have parties and there would be punk rock bands at the parties. And there was this band from Glenbard West high school called Weehawken. And they were like the coolest band for, for like a kid band. They were totally awesome. And these shows were totally out of control. It was just complete adolescent mayhem. Again, very little drinking, very few drugs. I'm sure that there were kids that were at these parties that, that like drank on the sly, but it's not like there was a keg. It's not like everybody had a beer. It's not like there were joints being passed around. So healthy growing up experience, artistic kids, skaters pushing themselves in each other, etc. And then there's these two things that happen. There's the experience with the injury of this kid, he just goes off the ramp one night and just, I mean, it was the most, I'll never forget seeing the whites of this kid's eyes and just being moved to the point of tears mixed with nausea and almost like throwing up. And then there's this other experience of being bullied. These like gangbanger kids caught us one night. They surrounded us basically at at this school that we were skating at one, one evening in the fall. 
and basically forced us to sit down while they threatened to hurt us very bad. And I don't know if you caught the mullet reference. One had long that was... <laughs> I have a couple of mullet references. He had hair that was long in the back. But this was, this was absolutely terrifying. This experience was absolutely terrifying. And I didn't want to state this explicitly in the book, but there was also the disapproval of one of my immediate family members the voiced disapproval of skateboarding by one of my immediate family members. I won't go any further than that. But that impacted my soul as well. And so now I've, there's this activity. It's not only an activity. It's not really a sport. Like, what is skateboarding? It's like this thing unto itself. It's like you're a skater. You're a surfer. You're not like a skateboard rider. Like, you are a basketball player or a football player. You're like a skater. It's its own thing. And, and I'm just learning so much about everything as being part of this beautiful adolescent scene. And then it's frowned upon in the home. And then this kid gets really hurt, really hurt. And then there's these other kids who show up and, and they, they call us names and they threaten to beat us up, like really beat us up. You know, they threaten to... They, they, te- they, they terrorize us, literally terrorize us. And as the result of these experiences, now we've got more trauma stuff, right? As the result of these experiences, I became very deeply afraid of everything. Again, these kids surround us at this school. The school is right down the street from my house. We're skating on a Friday night. They let us go. I skate home, shaking with terror, shaking. Now, for some reason, at first when they surrounded us, I like wasn't afraid. I was like going to fight them. So I don't, I don't know how to recollect that or reconcile that with the being beat up by a, a five foot tall girl in a couple chapters prior. But something inside me said fight. But then all of my friends sat down. So now we're all scared. And I'm terrorized again, as I've said. And then I go home and, you know, parents say, how was skating? And I just say, good. And I don't know where to go with this. And every, literally every single time I went out to go skating from that moment on, I was absolutely terrified. I was terrified of being who and what I was. I was terrified of expressing myself, like terrified, physiologically terrified, you know, and you can go to school and talk about it like, yeah, these kids tried to jump us and you could tell your friends and maybe they'll tell some of the tougher kids and maybe they'll protect you. But really, it was sheer terror inside of me. It was absolute terror. And the experience of seeing this kid get hurt changed me. It was kind of like the squirrel, but more up close. The sacredness of life, but not in an animal, in a human. Not, not, to, not to discredit the squirrel's existence, but it was a life-changing experience. Can't talk about it with anybody. So... It's all building up inside of me. Again, I'm not aware that it's building up. I'm not aware that this is trauma. 
I'm not aware that there are kids at the skate in the skate scene who also sort of relate to me as a as a sidekick. Although the skate scene was a lot more egalitarian. But that's the other thing about the skate scene. It it was much more egalitarian. It was like we respected one another and and the bullyish kids were kind of outliers even though they were they were around. There weren't that many people, but there was still a sidekick element. But I'm just trying to grow up. I'm just trying to do this human thing. I'm a privileged little white boy in the suburbs of Chicago in an incredibly wealthy county. Just trying to make sense of the world. Being raised by people who were just trying to make sense of the world who were friends with other people that were also parents, who were just trying to make sense of the world. And there's the football team, and there's the sports, and there's this high school stuff that's right around the corner, and there's these associated expectations, and there's just me, like, wanting to be me. And it's the 1980s, and I kind of like punk rock. I don't kind of like it. I love it. And, and I'm still hurting over Elizabeth. That never went away. I carried it with me. It was like a scar. It affected my personality. You know, her and I kind of broke up and got back together and broke up and got back together. And I sort of simplified all of it into one chapter just for the sake of simplicity. And memoirs afford you that luxury. It's really just what is the memoir? What is the memory? How do I remember it? And it would have become far too deep to get it to break it down into that many details. Would have I would have lost the reader, I believe, unless I'd have made it specifically about that one relationship, and that's it. But the experience of her and the on again, off again stuff, and the having her essentially stolen from me by my friend. Deeply, deeply, deeply traumatic. Kid gets injured. Deeply traumatic. Get bullied. Deeply traumatic. Immediate family member tells me skating is wrong. Deeply traumatized. I'm teeny and tiny. I'm a teeny tiny kid. And I'm terrified. And there are maybe some people who read the book who remember some things from junior high differently. I will probably address all of that stuff. Um... But everything had to just sort of been put into little vignettes for simplification's sake. And when I get to the high school chapter, which is right around the corner, I'm going to talk a little bit about some other things that happened in eighth grade that ultimately fed into the fear. And in, in, in up until I was really just like right up to the point where I was nothing but like this ball of fear, smiling on the outside laughing on the outside, class clowning on the outside, terrified, petrified on the inside. So thanks for listening to the Undercover Angel podcast. I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.